The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. Thanks for sticking around on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We have with us right now Mike Bellamente. He is the director of Climate Counts. Climate Counts is a nonprofit organization based within the Sustainability Institute at the University of New Hampshire. And the Climate Counts project aims to bring consumers and companies together to address climate change. The Climate Counts Company Scorecard, which came out today, was developed with the oversight from a panel of business and climate experts from leading non-governmental organizations and academic institutions. Since 2007, Climate Counts researchers have used the scorecard to rate the climate actions of nearly 150 companies representing approximately 3,000 brands in 16 industry sectors. So we're going to be talking about this scorecard that, as I mentioned, came out today. Welcome, Mike. Thanks a lot, Chrissy. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited. This is great. And uh, how timely could it be since this scores came out today? At the peak of my stress level. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't it gone down, though? You've actually released. I've seen it in the press all morning. I've seen it on many outlets, the, the scorecard, the scorecard. So it's out there. The word is out. We're, no, we're thrilled about it. It's uh, all the hard work has really been over the last uh, four to five months, and 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 this is just the culmination of that hard work. So, yeah, you're right. It's it's on the waning end of of the stress, but uh, it's still you just want to make sure that all the scores are, are correct on the website and and everything goes technologically well. So. Of course, of course. Well, I will be having my, I will keep my fingers crossed all day that everything is going smoothly. Um, well, let's start. Let's start with you. Uh, you've you've not relatively recently come on board um, with Climate Counts, and I'd be interested to uh, get a little background on you and and what led you to the position there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's kind of funny. I, I wouldn't ever have considered myself uh, necessarily a hippie. Uh, uh, you know, going back to college days, I was uh, a business major. Uh, you know, I, I smoked the occasional marijuana joint back in college, but I was never really that big in, the, in environmental issues or much of an activist. Uh, I, I started off my career in uh, communications uh, out in Colorado for uh, a, a bandwidth company called Level 3, uh, Warren Buffett's supported venture. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great. I, I really loved uh, learning about the communications and uh, that whole field, but I just uh, around that time uh, I needed something more. And uh, about that time, there was a lot of media, uh, 2003, 2004, uh, starting. You know, we were starting to see media without the hype around climate change. So it was really just the facts of what was happening. Uh, and to me, it was just like, okay, uh, it's as somebody telling you there's a storm coming, you should prepare for it. And it wasn't really uh, politicized, or, or there wasn't a lot. There was before Inconvenient Truth, or before uh, Tea Party, and before anybody uh, really latched on to the, uh, the the politics around it. So uh, I, I decided to go back to school. Uh, I got an international business degree uh, from Edinburgh, Scotland, and uh, uh, that kind of led me to look at melding the concepts of business. So we we need business. We need economic drivers uh, like business to keep people employed and to have jobs and all that great stuff. Uh, and we need sustainability. We we need to operate in a more sustainable way as a society. So uh, just by good luck and good fortune, uh, I was able to sync up uh, many years later uh, with Wood Turner and, and take over for him at the helm of, of Climate Counts with the, the support of Stonyfield. So. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, great. Um, and I know we've had Wood on the show when he was uh, over at Climate Counts, and there's just been so many changes and so many, you know, positive, such positive momentum, um, you know, since you've come on, too. So it's going to be fun to talk about. So let's give our listeners uh, a, an overview of Climate Counts. What does Climate Counts do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, essentially, we give consumers an easy, easily digestible, um, easy to use scorecard. Uh, so when they're going shopping, they can. Uh, we do all the legwork to show them uh, which companies are are taking climate change seriously and and reducing their emissions. They're taking inventory of their emissions. They're reporting out to consumers uh, and shareholders uh, on what their their climate strategy is. Uh, and we rank uh, these these companies, uh, 150 major consumer brands across. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, so 16 industry sectors that comprises 3,000 brands overall, um, and essentially we uh, it's a, a zero to 100 scorecard. So closer to 100, the better. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's four tiers now. We added a new tier for companies scoring soaring 85 and above. So it's a soaring tier, uh, and we got 15 of those this year. Uh, and uh, there's still pretty much a, a, an even distribution, though most companies are starting to embrace climate change very seriously. Okay. It's going to be fun to talk about. So you just released, and this is the sixth annual corporate climate scores. Um, we're going to be delving into this, but can you give us, um, you told us about the new soaring score, which is terrific to hear that 15 companies are in that category. Um can you can we dig down a little bit further and how this they specifically work? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we we take our so a lot of there's there's so many scorecards out there, Chrissy, and it, uh, our, ours is very particular, very specific to uh, emissions and, and energy consumption. So uh, we we look across 22 scoring criteria. Uh, and, and that falls into four different buckets. So uh, the, the measure section, the reduce section, the report section, and then uh, if the company is vocalizing support or, or the need for, for carbon pricing. Um, and we, we generally score from uh, June, so in the middle of summer, we'll send out a letter to all these companies saying, hey, you're getting scored again. Uh, usually they expect it, being that we're in our sixth year. Uh, and please send us or please direct us to any publicly available, and that's a very important part of this. Uh, we, we, we only use information that consumers could readily access. Uh, and that could be carbon disclosure project, that could be uh, GRI sustainability reports, that could be climate registry information. Uh, and and we, we, we look at that. We have a, sc a scoring team of seven folks uh, that they comb through all this data uh, for multiple months. And uh, essentially, we, we give, uh, get a score then, and then uh, we, we develop an analysis through the annual report. Okay. Great. Um, it's, it's interesting. I... I uh... I'm, I'm, I'm jotting down the notes here about the, the carbon disclosure project. Can you, in, in, I, it'd be good. Most of our listeners probably don't know what the carbon disclosure project is. Do you mind articulating on that a little? Sure, and uh, in, 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 you're right. Uh, we we get so um, so far into the vernacular and, and, and what happens, and, and absolutely anybody that has questions, any of your listeners, uh, you know, just have them reach out to me. My email address is on our website. I'd be happy to answer any follow-up questions. But uh, essentially, the Carbon Disclosure Project uh, was developed with the backing of 
uh, investors, uh, so investment houses that comprise, they say on their website, $73 trillion worth of assets. And these investors say, hey, we want to know uh, not just which companies have their fiscal house in order. Uh, they, they absolutely have enough information through uh, the Bloomberg portals and, and every other uh, investment resource out there to have that information, but how they're looking at sustainability and uh, specifically emissions, so carbon emissions, uh, hence the Carbon Disclosure Project. Um, and now they actually have a water disclosure uh, segment as well. Uh, but it, it, it enables uh, not only investors, so personal investors or um, uh, institutional investors, but also to consumers to go and look at um, how how companies are, what actually steps they're taking uh, to reduce their carbon footprint. And we draw a lot of our information. We consider them certainly an informational partner of ours uh, in, in how, we, how, we, how we gather our data. Okay, great. That's good. it's good to get a little background on it. It's it's a pretty fabulous um, thing. So um, now the scorecard has been around, as we mentioned, since two thousand and seven, and because and you also mentioned because it's been around for six years that when the companies get the score, when they get the the information, you're asking them information. They're now. It. Um, does that mean that they're really, when they say, oh gosh, here it comes, we have to really seriously pay attention to this and we have to answer this and we have to give them all of our pub- publicly available information? Are you finding they're, they're really taking it more and more seriously? I, I, th- I think they're taking sustainability. So it's become uh, almost a science now, uh, and it's not just because of the Climate Count Scorecard. Um, there, there's something in the sustainability industry known as survey fatigue. There's, there's, there's so many surveys to take and so many questionnaires uh, that, that sustainability folks are asked to answer, which is why we're actually not considered a survey. We do all the rating based on what's publicly available. Uh, now, are, are they taking it more seriously? Absolutely. Um, and I, I think there's, there's many reasons for that and not I wouldn't say the first of which is necessarily consumer reputation or brand reputation, rather. Um, We we like to think that uh, consumers are really driving this with the power of the purse, uh, but I I just don't think consumers are are there to that point where they're shopping based on how a a company is performing their carbon emissions. So what's driving this essentially is, is risk and cost. Uh, so um, you, you, you're seeing uh, effects of climate change. Perhaps not one particular sto- uh, storm can be uh, related to climate change, but you're seeing with the, the, the droughts in the Midwest, with uh, Hurricane Sandy, with the floods in the UK, uh, that uh, there, there's essentially more risk. Uh, and so these sustainability folks are able to, to make the business case internally on why climate change is an issue that needs to be dealt with and needs to be invested in uh, for, from the standpoint of energy efficiency uh, to, to risk assessments on their supply chain uh, to, to disruption of, of trade routes for, for getting their, their product to market. Um, all these things kind of uh, create this um, kind of uh, this forum for, for uh, better and more articulated sustainability strategies. And, and that's a good sign. Uh, now we just need to see more consumer-facing stuff on why they're doing that. And that's what we hope to kind of bridge that gap. We hope to be the link between the, some of the excellent work that's going on in industry and, and kind of uh, translating that for the consumer to easily understand. Mm-hmm. 
And the companies, because they know that the, 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 there's that disconnect still with the consumers, are they doing it primarily? They're doing it because of risk, which is is very very important. But is there is there a uh, a component here of peer pressure going on amongst the leaders in the in, of the companies to in their industries perhaps in their sectors to 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 pay attention to this and to show improvement amongst each other yeah i, I think uh I, I wouldn't necessarily call it uh peer pressure there's, there's competitive edge pressure uh, you always want to be at the top of of your market and in whatever sector you're in um I think it's uh, you're seeing a lot more collaboration um, in terms of uh, companies getting together to solve these common sustainability challenges. So you have things like the uh, Sustainability Coalition. Uh, I'm sorry, the Sustainable Apparel Coalition. Uh, they just released their Hig Index. Uh, so so companies like Nike and Timberland and uh, several others, uh, several others, uh, getting together and saying, okay, so we have the, all these materials that go into our products. Um, we've got to figure out which one using their own internal scorecard, uh, which one has a, a lesser impact uh, for, uh, in terms of a life cycle impact uh, on the environment. Uh, and and that, that information is shared. Similar is the uh, beverage, environment, industry, beverage Industry Environmental Roundtable, beer. Uh, they share all their information. So uh, I think there, there is uh, not necessarily peer pressure, but peer uh, peer insight into what's going on. They all realize uh, that natural resources are, uh, the cost of resources are, are going to go up and uh, the, the resources are going to be harder to come by. And it's it's kind of, uh, we're all in this together type uh, mentality that goes on uh, in, in, in the sustainability world. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to hear. I'm hearing that a lot, you know, on, on the collaboration piece um, in my interviews. And it's, it's nice to hear that it's gaining momentum and in a really um, formal way. Uh, not just that you know here here and here and there and sharing information willy nilly. It's really you know become quite formalized, which is uh, reassuring, for sure. Now, what are the uh, what are you seeing in terms of this year's overall trends for the scorecard? Is there anything that stood out to you? Uh, yeah. So I, I, the 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 point we've been making, uh, you'll see it in, in the report, and you'll see it in, in the the press that's going out is. Uh, you know the, the the effects of the the financial crisis are are starting to wane. You're starting to see uh, economic growth, and uh, it, although limited, you're seeing some uh, some some good performances from companies from uh, the the financial side. Uh, so that means uh, you know companies are top performers. They're growing their business, and at the same time, they're still able to reduce absolute emissions. So they're able to uh, uh, grow their business and uh, decrease the amount of uh, emissions as a result of purchased electricity, as a result uh, of of transportation. Uh, And that's all incorporated and embedded into their their sustainability strategies and metrics and goals. So, uh, for example, Unilever with their uh, they're, they're very progressive, very uh, forward-thinking, uh, sustainable living plan. Uh, they're seeking to double the size of their business by 2020, while in, or while decreasing by half uh, their operational emissions or their operations, uh, their emissions across their whole footprint. Um, that's a very, very tough goal, and uh, it's it's very impressive to see. Uh, some of the strategies they're implementing in terms of um, uh, purchasing renewable energy um, and instituting uh, energy efficiency 
uh, and uh, metrics across all of their their business units. Mm-hmm. They're one of the all stars this year. Is that that's what I'm reading, huh? Yeah, they're the top. They're they're number one uh, for the second year running. They unseated Nike, who had been uh, the top performer for three years running. They didn't seated them last year, so. Uh, it's a it's a pretty tight race up near the top. UPS is is up amongst them. L'Oreal, uh, Levi's is up there. Uh, there's a, a lot of really cool companies doing some cool stuff. And are they um, the ones that are up there? Are they receiving scores? I know that the 100 is the highest score. Are they receiving scores of in the 90s? Uh, 91 is is the highest we've ever given. Uh, it, last year's top performance from Unilever uh, garnered an 88. Um, we, we're notoriously tough scores, uh, and it's it's mostly an objective scorecard. So either they're doing something or they're not. Um, and uh, it it'll be if a company ever does reach 100. I'm not sure what we'll do. We'll probably uh, open some champagne. But by no means does that mean that we're stopping climate change. Where that merely means that from a governance standpoint, from uh, from a, a policy, internal policy standpoint, uh, and, and strategy standpoint, these companies are, are, are doing all the things we ask or, or we, we think are necessary uh, to move along the right track. But you know, we still always have a, a great deal of distance to go. Mm-hmm. What about are there were there any companies that, in the all star category here that surprised you? Um. No, just the fact, I don't think there was any surprises on uh, on the top performers, just from the sense that we've been doing this a while, uh, and, and we kind of know who's doing what throughout the year. We're seeing things. What I will say, uh, the 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 gains, the upward tick from uh, two companies in the cho- uh, toys and children's product sector, which is uh, Levi's, I'm sorry, uh, Lego and Hasbro. Um, so uh, they've always been around that stru- uh, starting mark a little bit below uh, 50 points uh, and now both of them are in the striding category uh, with green scores they're doing uh, some some really exemplary work uh, for Has- Hasbro it's with their packaging sustainable packaging for Lego it's been with uh, they, they made a huge investment their parent company made a huge investment in renewable energy earlier this year uh, wind energy out in Europe uh, and it's uh, it, those are the types of things that we want to see more of from the to- toys and children's product sector, which has uh, been uh, decidedly uh, low scoring on our scorecard for the years that we've been doing this, which is surprising for, for that sector, which is <laughs> supposed to be focused on the next generation. <laughs> it, it is really ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I find, but hopefully, you know, companies like Lego and Hasbro, in you know, in in terms of the the collaboration piece, will hopefully be you know sharing what they're doing and to the other you know people in the companies in the in that sector, and hopefully that will instigate further change. That's the hope, at least. <laughs> That's the idea, right? Best practices uh, and transfer of knowledge. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? I said best practices and transfer of knowledge. That's the way it gets done. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, what are? Th- let's move on to companies that that really um, <laughs> that really are not getting it. Or, uh, I know that one that surprised me um, just because I hadn't really. I, I sort of had heard this, but I, it was Amazon. But what what we can talk about them. But what other companies aren't getting it? And why do you think this is? Uh, yeah. So so Amazon. I. I, I don't know why, uh, you know, um, eBay I know is, is, is similar to their their business model, 
but some for some companies it's just not showing up on their radar is is is, is a strategy that that needs to be embraced um uh, it could be it, what we always say is is it really starts from the top down so uh unless um you know the the, the need to reduce emissions is coming from the ceo um it's not going to just trickle down on its own. It's not going to trickle through the organization unless it's embedded as a core criteria and a core uh, part of, of a company's uh, overall strategy. So um, I think that's what's happening with the, the food services or the fast food market, um, you know, Wendy's and, and Burger King and McDonald's. Um, you know that they, they do focus on on waste reduction. Uh, they do. Uh, you see a lot of recycling programs. You see uh, some nutritional. They're starting to move on on the lines of of good nutrition, which is something we don't score on. But I think that's where their their primary CSR, so corporate social responsibility focus, has been. So on on uh, you know the big demand by consumers to know what they're eating and getting in their food uh, takes precedence as uh, you know in some cases it's argued it could be uh, rightfully so uh, to the point that they're maybe just not looking at the environmental picture as much um, and, and hopefully you know we don't like to say through shaming but through uh, the scorecard and, and seeing where they're falling down uh, they they can look at us and uh, look at our scorecard. We're all very transparent in, in what we try to do uh, and, and start making that progress uh, towards sustainability. Right, and it's it's funny because those are companies that are really you know they're very difficult to avoid. I and mean, Amazon is is ubiquitous, and as is you know Wendy's, Burger King, and these are just companies that um, really st- still do have a relatively very uh, healthy customer base. So that goes back to the whole question and and dilemma and challenge of of how do we get the consumers. You know, how do we connect the consumers to to what's going on with their, you know, with their their efforts to reduce their emissions and and to handle, you know, climate change? Absolutely. Uh, any other companies that you uh, that 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 um, I, mean, I mean, we've talked about the all stars. We've talked about the ones that haven't really been doing it <laughs> that well. Are there any companies that really uh, stand out to you, or, or a company that is has made Really significant strides, even in the last year. Um, you know, so I, I mentioned Hasbro and Lego as, as being the, the big gainers this year. Uh, there's several companies that are, are doing some really remarkable stuff. Uh, one one company I do want to highlight uh, is is Apple. Um, so we look at uh, Apple is is always traditionally lagged in the electronics sector uh, for our scorecard, uh, but they still do relatively well in, in what they're doing. It's just more product-focused. Um, so, so they always, um, I'm, I'm sorry for that in the background, getting a call. Uh, so their, their strategy is to, uh, to, to look at their emissions uh, by product, uh, but at the same, the same token, they're not uh, they, they don't believe in setting goals and targets uh, that are publicly available, uh, and they, they don't see themselves. Uh, they're a leader on so many things, and, and what I'd love to see is for them to take up the reins and take up the the, the call to action to to really speak out publicly and 
on, on their mission strategy uh, because they, I think I think they have all the the right tools in place and they have all the right mechanics uh, in, in, in to to do some great stuff uh, to reduce the, uh, the the impact of their products and uh, their operations. Yet uh, you're just not seeing it. Uh, as as vocal and and they've had uh, shareholders uh, through share, the shareholder resolution process bring this to their attention to say hey we want to see you uh, you know commit to reducing your emissions overall emissions uh, you know by a certain date compared to a certain baseline by a certain percentage and they, they, you know with Steve Jobs it wasn't really the case that uh, they took this as a leadership issue and uh, we're hopefully uh, you're going to see this over the next couple of years uh, take shape for them. Okay, great. Well, we've got we've got about five minutes left. Um, for those of you who are listening and uh, joined us after the interview started, this is Mike Bellamente, and he is the director for Climate Counts. So you've talked about your frustration with how politicized climate change has become, and what what are your feelings on this? What do we do about this? Oh, and that's a tough one. You know, it's uh, I, I wish it. Uh, you know, in some ways, Al Gore did a great thing by bringing inconvenient truth to market. Um, in in some ways, it was, uh, you know, death knell in the the, the public discussion because it, it made it a liberal issue, uh, which which didn't need to happen. Uh, it didn't need to to be looked at as a liberal issue. It's just um, that's uh, over the course of, of history and politics. I mean, we saw. Uh, you know Richard Nixon uh, with what he did with the Clean Air Act and Clean Water Act, and uh, several prominent Republican politicians that really kind of paved the way on the environmental side. And now it's just become, uh, you know, 64% of, of Republicans don't believe that climate change uh, is is man-made or or that it's even happening, and that's that's a real problem. Um, what we need to do or we need to see is 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 more. Uh, publicly visible leadership, um, and you'll see within our annual report, um, there's some there's some great sidebars uh, called what they're saying, what companies are saying, uh, and and we've got some great quotes from companies as the CEO of some of the perform top performers on our on our scorecard that says, hey, this is an issue. We need to look at this as a collective body, as a collective society, and it needs to be an even-tempered, uh, not alarmist discussion. This is just something that uh, we're going to have to deal with as society and, and wean ourselves off of fossil fuels, but we've got to start somewhere. It begins with research and development. It begins with uh, discussing proactive, uh, you know, there's been a talk on, on Capitol Hill about a revenue-neutral carbon price, so you'd, you'd tax the things that you don't want, uh, like carbon, and you'd relieve some of the tax pressure from payroll taxes, so you get consumers spending more, uh, and you get the, the manufacturers and the, the utility companies to, to have to pay a tax on, uh, on, on what they're using in emissions. So um, I, I think that's the direction it needs to take, and just the, the, the leadership. We need the generals out front, and I, I think the generals in this case are the private sector CEOs that, that just go out and say, hey, we need to get on board with this stuff. Right. There's just a huge, that's a huge portion of our society that can really move the needle for sure. Um, we have about a minute and a half, so I'll ask you one last question. Um, uh, I don't want to ask a big one. <laughs> there's not, not that much time, but if companies, let's say companies, there's, there's CEOs of large companies, or let's say companies within the next five years that are going to be coming large that are listening, how, do, can, they, can they come to climate counts and they, if they want to get better in, in terms of their sustainability initiatives, can they come to you guys and, 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 and get advice? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, and so our, our scorecard is publicly available, but this is also a good time for me to plug uh, shamelessly our, our industry innovators program. So that's, that program was developed specifically for, for companies that don't reach the, the revenue threshold needed to get onto our scorecard where we choose companies that we're going to score based on revenue. Uh, but we do have, uh, even for smaller companies, it's it's uh, very, uh, what we think, reasonable uh, charge to kind of be part of the program, uh, to, to kind of look at the scorecard, to go through it, uh, and to identify strategies and ways forward uh, for, for them and their sustainability initiatives. Right. Well, that's a, that's a perfect, perfect answer time-wise, too. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for, for joining us. This has been fabulous. And um, for those of you who want to get, uh, find out more information, you can go on to climatecounts.org, and there's a link right there to the scorecard, and I'll ha also have information up on my Nature of Business site as well. So thank you for uh, all of the wonderful information here, and good luck with uh, fact-checking today, et cetera. I appreciate it a lot, Chrissy, and uh, always a pleasure. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.